Compass Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Safe passage. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka. On this Friday, November 10th, glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. Israel has agreed to briefly halt attacks on Hamas, allowing Gaza citizens periodic four-hour windows to flee south. They'll get about three hours' notice. Democratic Senator Joe Manchin will not seek re-election in West Virginia. The question now... Will he run for president as an independent? Federal authorities are investigating the origin of suspicious letters mailed to election offices in at least five states. Some contain fentanyl. And how to avoid and manage motion sickness when traveling. There's some sort of tried and true remedies you can go for. Um, Sucking on a ginger candy before you travel uh, may help. Um, There are, of course, some medications that you can turn to um, before your symptoms set in or after, like Dramamine and Benadryl. Nathan Diller at USA Today on motion sickness. Israel has agreed to four-hour daily humanitarian pauses with roughly three hours' notice in its assault on the terrorist group Hamas in northern Gaza. In addition, the White House says Israel is opening a second corridor for civilians to flee. That's a coastal road joining the main north-south highway. Similar short-term pauses have occurred over the past several days as Israel reported that as many as 80,000 residents traveled south yesterday, the largest movement so far in the five days since the humanitarian corridor was opened. White House National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. Israel has an obligation to fully comply with international law, and we believe these pauses are a step in the right direction, particularly to help ensure that civilians have an opportunity to reach safer areas away from the act of fighting. Meanwhile, the White House wants a multi-day stoppage in the fighting to negotiate the release of hostages held by Hamas. Israeli officials estimate that militants still hold 239 hostages, including children and the elderly, from the terrorist attack last month. Two key political questions have emerged with the announcement that West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin won't seek re-election next year. Number one, will he run for president as an independent? And two, what does it mean for Democrats' efforts to hold on to their narrow majority since Mr. Manchin faced an uphill re-election battle in deep red West Virginia? The 76-year-old centrist released a video yesterday saying he plans to travel the country and look for opportunities to mobilize the middle and bring Americans together. Every incentive in Washington is designed to make our politics extreme. The growing divide between Democrats and Republicans is paralyzing Congress and worsening our nation's problem. The majority of Americans are just plain worn out. He didn't address whether he could potentially seek the White House as an independent, an idea he has floated in the past. Mr. Manchin, whose term ends in January of 2025, has been a pivotal dealmaker in recent years, but has cited increasing frustration with both parties over issues including abortion, energy production, and budget deficits. Well, there's just a week to go before the government runs out of money again. House Republicans have canceled votes on two party-line funding bills this week. One was a transportation housing bill that was yanked late Tuesday as some coastal Republicans opposed cuts to Amtrak. And they pulled the plug on a financial services and general government measure yesterday morning that include an anti-abortion language. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. A continuing resolution that is at the fiscal year 2023 levels is the only way forward because that's the status quo. New House Speaker Mike Johnson of Louisiana had hoped to show progress on appropriations bills championed by his party's conservative wing. 
in order to secure their votes to pass a short-term bill that would keep the government open beyond the November 17th deadline. Republican Congressman Troy Nels of Texas says he's praying for the new speaker, but added, quote, I don't think the Lord Jesus himself could manage this group. Dell's Black Friday event is their biggest sale of the year. Shop limited-time deals on laptops like the stylish, innovative XPS 13, engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform. Plus, save big on ultra-sharp monitors and top-brand accessories. Shop now at dell.com deals to take advantage of huge savings and free shipping. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Tired of trying to separate fact from fiction? Get your information from a source you can trust. You're listening to America's First News this morning with Gordon Deal. Glad you're with us. Welcome into Friday. There were disparate elections in different states for governor, state senate, a Supreme Court seat, and on a constitutional amendment. But the results of off-year races on Tuesday pointed in one direction. Voters will come to the polls to defend abortion rights. Analysis from Aaron Zittner, reporter and editor at The Wall Street Journal. Aaron, give us takeaways. Well, we got a consistent read from the voters who went to the polls in uh, four states. In each state, there was a different race on the ballot. One was governor, one was a constitutional amendment to the Ohio State Constitution. Etc. But uh, in all four, the pro-choice side prevailed. And um, when we try to pull meaning from this, I would separate it into two different pieces, Gordon. One is the substance of abortion. This country is still trying to grapple with what the rules should be around this very sensitive issue in the year or so since the Supreme Court threw out Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. What what should our policy be? And one thing that seems to be screaming out from all the elections, and there are more than these, you know, we had that big election in Kansas last year, conservative state. Uh, the, the, the One thing that I'm drawing from all these is voters don't trust state lawmakers to draw the rules on this very sensitive subject. Wherever state lawmakers have said, hey, we're going to come up with a, an abortion law, voters have said, we don't trust you. Um, the vote in Kansas last year was about saying, no, we don't want to take this out of the state constitution and empower legislators to mess with it. In Ohio, we not only had a vote on Tuesday, we had a vote a few months ago where the Republican governor and the Republican state lawmakers were saying, let's raise the threshold for passing ballot questions. Let's make it so that we need 60% of voters to approve something. The voter said, no, there's an uh, abortion restriction on the books and we want a voice in it. We don't want to just leave it to you lawmakers who have passed this abortion restriction. We want to have a voice here. We want to be able to pass an amendment with 50%. And that's what happened then on Tuesday as Mm -hmm. they put abortion rights into the state constitution. In Virginia, Uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin ran explicitly on the proposition that a reasonable way to resolve this post-Roe world is to uh, ban abortion at 15 weeks, which is uh, sooner in pregnancy than under state law there. And voters said, you know what, we're going to make it so that you can't pass your 15-week bill. And they put the whole legislature in the hands of Democrats. They retained a Democratic majority in the Senate, and they flipped the House and gave Democrats the majority of the House. And all these votes together say to me that voters really just don't trust state 
legislators to be drawing rules in this post World. We're speaking with Aaron Zittner, reporter and editor at the Wall Street Journal. His story is called Abortion Rights Supporters, Rack of Victories, Putting GOP in Bind for 2024. So by the time November 2024 rolls around during a presidential election year, the decision overturning Roe v. Wade will be more than two years old. Will it still be an issue then? Well, that's right. So turning from the substance of what should the rules of abortion be to the politics we are seeing that people will come to the polls and vote for a pro-choice position. And we saw that in these elections on Tuesday. Uh, the, the one we haven't mentioned is in Pennsylvania. There was an election for the state Supreme Court and a, a, a Democrat who ran on a very abortion rights platform won over a Republican. Uh, we are seeing people come to the polls and vote for a pro-choice position. And this is at a time when Democrats are, I don't think it's an overstatement to say, freaking out over the very weak poll numbers that Joe Biden is putting up. And this lack of enthusiasm for another Biden term is troubling them. And the question becomes, is abortion the kind of thing that can draw enough voters to the polls to make up for the weakness they're seeing in the president who will be at the top of the ticket? Thanks, Aaron. That is Aaron Zittner, reporter and editor at The Wall Street Journal. Here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. In a breakthrough for the global effort to provide humanitarian aid to Gaza, the U.S. says Israel has agreed to daily four-hour pauses in fighting across northern Gaza. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. We understand that Israel will begin to implement four-hour pauses in areas of northern Gaza each day, with an announcement to be made three hours beforehand. Meanwhile, CIA Director William Burns met Thursday with Qatar's Prime Minister and the head of Israel's Mossad intelligence service. They discussed a possible deal for a two to three day humanitarian pause and a limited amount of fuel in exchange for the release of about 12 hostages in Gaza, including six Americans. Number two. Senator Joe Manchin says he won't run for another term in deep red West Virginia, delivering a blow to Democrats' efforts to hold on to their narrow majority in the Senate and renewing speculation about whether he could pursue a presidential bid. I've made one of the toughest decisions of my life and decided that I will not be running for re-election to the United States Senate. But what I will be doing is traveling the country and speaking out to see if there is an interest in creating a movement to mobilize the middle and bring Americans together. The 76-year-old didn't address whether he could potentially seek the White House as an independent, an idea he has floated in the past. Number three. Authorities are searching for the person or group responsible for sending suspicious letters, some of which contain fentanyl, to election offices in at least five states this week. Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger says it's the latest example of the threats faced by election workers across the country. This is domestic terrorism and it needs to be condemned by anyone that holds elected office and anyone that wants to hold elected office anywhere in America. Several letters were sent to election offices in Georgia, Nevada, California, Oregon and Washington. A team of New York surgeons has performed the world's first whole eye transplant on a human, a development that could change vision treatments, even though the patient has not regained sight in the grafted eye yet. The team at NYU Langone says in the six months since the eye surgery was performed, in conjunction with a partial face transplant, the 46-year-old patient has shown promising signs of health in the eye. And the May surgery lasted 21 hours and included more than 140 surgeons, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. Oh, goodness. That's quite the effort. Thank you, Jen. Aging is a journey that can gather some unwanted passengers, namely those senescent or zombie cells. 
Hi, it's Gordon Deal. And I used to feel that sluggish middle-aged mood, those aches after workouts. I could practically feel those old cells just taking up space, bogging me down. Then I found Qualia Senolytic. Think of it as giving your body a little spring cleaning, pruning away the worn-out cells, and letting the lively ones shine. And you only take it two days a month. Crafted with vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO ingredients. Plus, with a 100-day money-back guarantee, you've got a risk-free journey to rejuvenation. Resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash Gordon for up to $100 off and use code Gordon at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash Gordon for an extra 15% off. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's show. Neurohacker.com slash Gordon. Thanks for spending time with us. The anticipation of a vacation is enough to give anyone butterflies, but travel can expose you to another less pleasant feeling in your stomach, and that's motion sickness. How to avoid it from Nathan Diller, consumer travel writer at USA Today. Nathan, what causes it? It's um, caused by a difference between what your inner ear senses and the movement that you see. Um, and it can happen in all kinds of different travel, um, buses, uh, planes, trains. And of course, seasickness is a common one. Uh, it's a type of motion sickness. How common is it? It is uh, more common than you might think. Around 30% of travelers experience it, according to one expert that I spoke to. So um, a lot of folks, uh, a lot of folks, unfortunately, have it. And I guess there's a range, right? I mean, you might feel things like what dizziness, maybe some nausea could throw up, I guess, if it gets to that. Yeah, absolutely. They're all common symptoms. Um, and, you know, of course, there there are some risk factors that make uh, certain people more more vulnerable. Um, kids between two and 12 are particularly vulnerable um, to it. Uh, people who have a history of migraines, things like that. Um, women in general are more uh, susceptible to it as well. And then other folks are less likely, people over 50, um, toddlers and infants, they're all uh, less likely to have it. So it does have some individual variables as well. I've never heard that. But it's least common, like in what transportation mode, like on a plane? Like, where are you least likely to get it? Yeah, you know, um, planes, definitely less common than uh, some others. Um, frequently, long bus trips are actually the most common place where oh. it occurs. Um, seasickness gets the, the bad rap, but um, long bus trips are actually um, even more frequent than that. We're speaking with Nathan Diller, consumer travel reporter at USA Today. He's written a piece about motion sickness. All right, so how do we avoid it? What do you recommend? Yeah, so there's some sort of tried and true remedies you can go for. Um, sucking on a ginger candy before you travel uh, may help. Um, there are, of course, some medications that you can turn to um, before your symptoms set in or after, like Dramamine and Benadryl. Um, you do want to keep in mind that those can cause drowsiness. So if you're the one driving or if you need to you know, navigate your way through a crowded airport, it may not be, um, you may want to think twice about when you take it or, um, or having someone else drive, for instance. Um, but then you can do other things like avoiding screens or reading. Uh, that's, you know, conventional wisdom on road trips that reading in the car can kind of make you uh, feel nauseous. Um, watch the horizon or um, a distant stationary object. Uh, drivers, for instance, you know, experience less car sickness than passengers typically because they're concentrating on what's in front of them. Oh. And um, lastly, the the place that you're sitting can make a big difference. So if you're sitting in a car or a bus or a train, you want to try to sit towards the front facing the direction of the motion. On a cruise ship, picking a cabin um, in the midship uh, on the lower deck, 
And if you're on a plane, uh, a seat on the front edge of the wing, those can, can be helpful in terms of um, how you feel the motion and, and kind of minimizing the risk of motion sickness. Thanks, Nathan. Nathan Diller, consumer travel writer at USA Today. The CDC, by the way, said kids between ages 2 and 12 are especially vulnerable, as are people who have a history of migraines, vertigo, and vestibular disorders. Pregnancy, menstruation, and taking hormone replacement therapy or oral contraceptives have also been identified as potential risk factors. 30 minutes now after the hour on This Morning, America's First News. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Start your day smarter. You're listening to America's First News this morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for spending time with us and welcome into Friday, November 10. Gordon Deal with Jennifer Kashenka. Some of our top stories and headlines. Israel agrees to four-hour daily pauses in fighting to allow Gaza residents to leave. Senator Joe Manchin not seeking re-election in West Virginia. A week to go before the latest federal budget deadline expires. Bears over the Panthers in Thursday night football. Largest broadcast deal for any women's sports league is the NWSL will be carried on ESPN, CBS, Amazon, and Scripps. A startup called Humane is out with an AI lapel pin designed to replace your smartphone. And now a honeymoon was wildly enhanced. That story in about 20 minutes. Well, a new survey from Bentley University finds Americans want to work for employers that positively impact society, and they're willing to take a pay cut to do it. Here's Julie Bauke, career expert known as Julie on the job. Julie, your take. Back in the 90s, I was working for a medical device company, and I interviewed a marketing, a person for a marketing position, and he was working at Sara Lee. And you kind of ask, why did you apply? Why are you interested in this job? And he said, you know, he said, I just realized that I don't care how many cheesecakes Sara Lee sells. And I thought, there, right there, that's a value statement. We don't all feel that way. We don't all care what it is our company does, but this generation is saying, I don't want to work with a company, for a company that harms society, is misaligned with my values, or is, let's just say, not a good corporate citizen. They are much more willing, when you look at the factors that cause people to take jobs and leave jobs, that as a factor, is higher or it's it's more of a it's more of a part of their decision than it ever has been before hmm. in the past i've worked with people who said you know i and I, we'll talk about industries what do you want to focus on and they will say 
well, you know, I'm not that picky. You know, I think I really, I, I really don't want to work for alcohol, tobacco, or firearms. That is a value preference. But there are plenty of people who work at those companies and are just fine with it. So I, you know, I, I mean this just to say that, you know, when you look at, and in this study, it said that when you've got 55% of employed Americans say they would leave their current job for one that made a greater positive impact on the world. And a quarter of Americans would do so even if it meant leaving money on the table. Wow. The younger generation feels more strongly about that. 71% under 30 said they'd move to a job that they felt good about in terms of impact on the world. And 29% of that 71% said they'd take a 10% pay cut to do so. So how I see this playing out is you are looking for a job. You have more than one opportunity in front of you. And of course, as we always talk about, the more your skills are in demand and the better you are at your job, the more options you have. It just makes sense. So if you're in a job search and you've got a couple options on the table in front of you, this factor will weigh in more heavily in your decision. And so if someone wants to offer you 75, but you don't really like what they do or can't get excited about it, someone else wants to offer you 68 and you're really passionate about what they do, people now are more likely than, than ever to say, ye say yes to, to, to factor that in as they look at the offer on balance. We're speaking with Julie Belke, career strategist known as Julie on the job, and we're talking about younger workers more willing to take a pay cut to work for companies that have a positive impact on society. How do you land that job, by the way, if you're a young person? You know, the, um, this whole idea that you know, there's all these, oh, the 50 best companies to work for, the, you know, all these things. And, and I, I, I cringe a little bit when I see those because there is such a thing as good to work for but good for you. And so I always say all this kind of work starts with what do you care about the most? And then there are um, what are called ESG companies, environmental sustainability governance. Mm -hmm. Those are typically companies that are, are much more aware and focused on their role in the world. There's something called B Corps, the letter B. And those are companies who have kind of a 360-degree view of how they show up in the world. They care about their community. They, they do all these things to become a certified B Corp. So if I, I would go out and do research on things like best companies to work for, B Corps. What are companies that practice conscious capitalism? If you care most about the environment, what companies have products or services that are at least trying to fix it or at least not harming it? All of good job search starts from you getting really clear on yourself and what's most important to you. Thanks, Julie. Julie Bauke, career expert known as Julie on the job. Coming up next, Wisconsin goes outside the box to identify the official state cocktail. Today's mic drop is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Friday. It is time now for the mic drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, we know that politicians from both sides of the aisle can't agree on almost anything these days, and that's certainly true in a purple state like Wisconsin. So it's good to see bipartisan support this week for one of the big issues facing the Badger State, the state cocktail. 
a resolution declaring the brandy old-fashioned as the official Wisconsin state cocktail won approval yesterday in the state assembly. It's a resolution, not a bill, so even if passed by the Senate, the brandy old-fashioned won't make it onto the list of other official state symbols that include milk as the official beverage, kringle as the official pastry, and corn as the official grain. The old-fashioned cocktail and just about every other place other than Wisconsin is traditionally made with whiskey, like bourbon, sugar, and bitters. But in Wisconsin, brandy usually replaces the whiskey, and it's most often poured over a mixture of muddled cherries, orange slices, sugar, and bitters. Okay, so so that's fine. Yeah. I understand the brandy <laughs> swap. I've never done it, but I get it. Okay. All of this so far seems normal. Right. Now you're going to take the story in a very different direction. Continuing on. Depending on how sweet or sour the drinker likes it, the concoction is then topped with a lemon-lime soft drink, sour mix, club soda, or some combination. It's typically garnished with cocktail cherries and an orange slice, but it's also sometimes served with olives, pickled mushrooms, and even pickled Brussels sprouts. Wow. <laughs> that that is that just delivers the wow factor. I've, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Never does, heard does, of that. Does it sound appetizing to you? I'm not a cocktail person, so yeah. I have no idea. Well, I'm very into bourbon now. Um, yeah. So, so and, and I drink almost exclusively old-fashioned. So mm-hmm. it's bourbon oh, for wow. me. Oh, okay. Um, if I don't muddle an orange yeah. for, that, for like the sweetness or the acidity, I add a little simple syrup plus bitters. Okay. Then I smoke it. <laughs> I have like that you're, butane you're lighter now people. Okay. with like the little flavored wood chips. <laughs> I smoke everything these days, any old fashioned. My son's pulling out cereal. I'm like, let me smoke that. He's like, no, dad, dad, yeah. just stick with the cocktails. It's good. Yeah. Um, so, but but these add-ons like the uh, the pickled mushrooms, yeah, pickled Brussels sprouts in an old fashioned, yeah. I'm very intrigued by what Wisconsin is doing. Okay, well, that's that's yeah. good. I wasn't sure because yeah. I'm out. I think on just about all of it, but yeah. I, uh, I I'd like to see you do that and then smoke it, smoking your smoke pickled mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that turns. I even I and I think too, it's like the fun of making the drink because I use like the the large ice cubes, like the single cube, like the sphere or the block ice cube. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know that apparently slowly melts and like kind of waters down the drink. I didn't know how advanced you had oh, become. I, I smoke everything now. I got the, it's, I think it's called Smoke Show. I think that's the product I oh, use. All right. it's, it's fantastic. All right. If you see smoke billing from the deal house this weekend, right. you know what's going on. It's a nice smell. <laughs> and uh, when a woman caused a scene at a bar in England over what she says was a hair in her food, Tom Croft was skeptical. The owner of the restaurant in Blackburn, England, knew that he'd never had such a hairy incident in one of his kitchens, so he decided to check his in-house security cameras. What he found was footage of the customer whispering to a man seated with her, then yanking out a strand of her own hair and placing it in her half-eaten plate of roast beef. Now, unfortunately, by the time Croft caught on to the woman's fraud, she had long left the establishment with a refund for her food. Wow. I hope he posts it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's out there now. I mean, yeah. It's a news story now, okay. so it's it's out there now. I don't Jeez. know. You might have blurred the woman's face. Uh, I'm not sure, yeah. but uh, but yeah, this is definitely well known to uh, to everybody in the area. I'm sure she's. I mean, she's not the first one to do that, obviously. But to get caught yeah. on camera yanking out your own hair, right? Dropping it in your food. Well, these are things we say all Jeez. all the time. Is that uh, you should just act as if you were on camera uh, yeah. all the time sure. when you're in public, and especially in a private establishment like a restaurant. Wow. Thank you, Mike. Coming up next, avoiding Veterans Day scams. 
Dell's Black Friday event is their biggest sale of the year. Shop limited-time deals on laptops like the stylish, innovative XPS 13, engineered to do it all on the Intel Evo platform. Plus, save big on ultra-sharp monitors and top-brand accessories. Shop now at dell.com deals to take advantage of huge savings and free shipping. Again, that's dell.com deals. Thanks for spending time with us. With Veterans Day tomorrow, many of us are turning our minds to ways of honoring service members and their families. Making a charitable donation is one way to do it. But the FTC is warning that charity scammers are known to target people looking to contribute. USA Today put together some tips. Don't trust caller ID as a form of identity verification. It's relatively simple for scammers to manipulate what appears on your screen to make it look like the call is coming from a recognized organization. Also, don't click links in messages or emails without confirming the sender's origin. You'll also want to check a charity's online presence before donating. Beware of selling tactics like pressuring you to donate immediately. Beware of suspicious payment methods like requests to send your donation via wire transfers, gift cards, cash, or cryptocurrency. And get a receipt after donating and check your bank statement to make sure things are consistent. Eight minutes now in front of the hour on This Morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Israel's government says a U.S. statement about daily pauses in the bombing of northern Gaza reflected recent efforts to facilitate civilian evacuations, but Israel would not commit to four hours a day, as the U.S. said. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the Israel Defense Forces would take daily four-hour pauses and Gaza residents would be informed three hours in advance. Israel has an obligation to fully comply with international law, and we believe these pauses are a step in the right direction, particularly to help ensure that civilians have an opportunity to reach safer areas away from the active fighting. An Israeli government spokesman later said Israel is facilitating safe corridors from north to south Gaza so Palestinian civilians can continue heading out. Number two. Congress is veering toward another shutdown, having made little progress in advancing bills to keep the government open since lawmakers narrowly avoided a lapse in funding almost six weeks ago. House Republicans have yet to unveil their plan for how to fund the government, having spent three weeks trying to elect a new House Speaker. President Biden's take. I wish the, uh, the House would just get to work. I'm not being facetious. There's not a political thing. The idea we're playing games with a shutdown at this moment is House Republicans went home Thursday afternoon after punting votes on two key appropriation bills needed to avert a government shutdown due to a lack of support from both ideological ends of the GOP conference. Number three. The U.S. has had a record 25 weather disasters so far this year, each of which caused at least $1 billion in damage. This year's major disasters included flooding events in the Northeast and in California, a deadly wildfire in Hawaii, Hurricane Adalia in August, and a drought and heat wave that gripped the South and Midwest. In a separate report, NASA says parts of the U.S. could see an increase in flooding this winter if a strong El Nino develops. Before you cancel your plans, keep this in mind. A new study finds people who keep an active social calendar not only enjoy a better quality of life, they may also stave off an early trip to the grave. Researchers found that loneliness and social isolation were linked to an increased risk of death. The study adds to increasing evidence that loneliness can contribute to health problems, including anxiety, heart disease, and dementia. The loneliness thing. 
thing has really become prominent, it hasn't has. it, it's lately? It's pandemic-related, yep. I think, to yep. some degree. Agreed. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for being with us. How about this for the start of your honeymoon? The day after tying the knot, a groom decided to give his new bride a gift of a Michigan lottery scratch card. Much to their surprise, they won a million dollars. The Michigan Lottery says the 57-year-old winner, who chose to remain anonymous, purchased the Diamonds and Pearls scratch-off ticket for 10 bucks at a convenience store in Livingston County, west of Detroit. He told the Michigan Lottery, We kept reading the instructions over and over again to make sure we really won. The Michigan Lottery says the couple chose to receive the money as a one-time lump-sum payment of about $693,000 instead of taking it in annuity payments. That'll do it for this hour. For Jennifer Koshenka and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.